We are recording. Welcome to another mobile edition of Booking Pop Culture, not from where I like to call the Mike Nine Studio, but we are recording at the law offices and man cave of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. But as always, in part with and syndicated through Podcast Detroit. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are God Loves, Bronson Kills, Dickie Bronson. I pull the mic from my chest and I stick it yes. in my face to say hello. Thank you. Thank you. That's how we work the mobile mics. By way of the Lat Cave, the jacked and tan businessman, the Latidactyl, the tan lantern, the genetic jackpot, the baron of beefcake, Joe Coleman. The Lat Man busteth. <laughs> bada boom, bada bing, right, Joe? Bada boom. Stop. No. <laughs> that's just no. New. Is that, yes. The, yeah, Cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. No, that was before the show. Yeah. <laughs> We've taken over his lair, our resident pop culture guru and this podcast attorney. First letter of his first name, Jay. Howdy, howdy. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, Thank you for having us. That's good times. Yes, we're in your uh, new garage slash... Actually, there will never be a car There in will here. never be a car in yeah. here. There'll just be video games and beer and, and drums and drums yeah. and guitars. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and breaking down all things superheroes and comics over at Detroit Breakdown on the Facebooks. Worm! Hey, I'm back. Welcome back, sir. Yeah, this is a lovely garage. It is way. very oh, lovely. Yeah, superb. Yeah, the band is back together. Yeah. We, haven't all, we haven't all been together in a bit, so uh, life's been a little busy, and we've been a del- we have been a little delayed between episodes, but uh, we have the whole crew together, and decided to break in Jay's new uh, man cave here. Nice. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna start so, it up. <laughs> so the the last time that Rich and, and Jay and I we were driving to Ghost and we had just seen Spider Man Homecoming. So Worm and Joe, we haven't heard your thoughts on Spider Man Homecoming. So let's start off there. Worm man, you want to start or what? Uh, sure, I'll go. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Um, it's it was not the kids' movie I was expecting. And I was very afraid of what they're doing with Flash Thompson, and I ended up liking it. Like he was the more douchey, you know, hurt you with words than like stuff you had in the toilet and you know glue your ass to the toilet seat and stuff. But it was it was still fun. Michael Keaton was perfect. Uh, Agreed. It was, it was it was a solid movie. They they changed some stuff up. I know a lot of like key nerds were pretty upset by some of the character changes, but. It's 2017, and we got to fucking deal with it. Well, I loved it. I loved it a lot. I had a lot of fun. I thought it's definitely the Spider-Man movie that is the most fun out of all of them. Uh, if I were to compare them all, which is impossible not to do, I'd definitely say it's it's probably the second best overall. Spider-Man 2 is just hard to beat. That's, yeah. That might be my favorite comic book movie, period. Yeah, it's just so good. But uh, Homecoming was great. Like, watching it... Initially, I was kind of really, really irritated that, like, he was so young, Peter Parker was, and that, like, the whole movie, he's just trying to impress Iron Man, Tony Stark, and I'm like, all right, this is getting kind of annoying, but then at the finish, they got me because he's, you know, decides to be his own man, his own hero, he turns down the Avengers because, and it dawned on me then, I was like, in Spider-Man's second appearance... He's trying to join the Fantastic Four, and you know they tell him to beat it, whatever. He's just a kid, and even in the comics, he was trying to join the Avengers and all this stuff all the time. So I thought it was cool that they did that, and he turned down and became his own man and all that, and Michael Keaton's my favorite actor, period. So 
I, I thought it was great. Loved yeah, it. I think uh, Michael Keaton's uh, character and and everything about uh, Vulture was amazing. I even loved the costuming of Vulture with the oh, the fur coat that he wore. Perfect. It was just the perfect homage to what his costume was. In yeah, the comic. it it works so well just because we can't do spandex and weird bird wings. Right, right. So having a big mechanized suit. And, you know, like a flight helmet makes sense because if you're flying that high, you're going to fucking suffocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it he, worked for... It was it was practical, but cool as hell. Right. Yeah. And he looks somewhat intimidating on top of it. Like, yes. if, I, if I were to see the vulture as a kid or coming at me, I would not be intimidated by this old geezer in this green onesie with a hunchback that looks like <laughs> the grandpa from Everybody Loves Raymond. Right. <laughs> like, that, that's what he looks like in the comics, and he sucks. He sucks something fierce, but he's awesome. And can we talk just movie. for a moment once again? I think we brought it up in the last one, but that scene in the car, oh, just it was awesome. the tension. It was palpable yes. in the theater just watching it, going, he's just going to turn around and kill him. He's going to kill him. But I like yeah. he scared him in the way an adult would scare a teenager, where oh, he was like yeah. intimidating, but not like, I'm going to fucking kill you, rip you to shreds. Type. It was, he talked down to him in a way an adult would scare a kid in like the perfect yep. way. But the moment he opened, uh, opened the door... Uh, oh just, yeah. yeah, you just your heart I, drops. I, I, Catches I, you off guard completely. Yeah. I think like, everybody in the theater was what? like, "What?" There's there's a moment where yeah. your brain's like, "Wait, what's happening?" Oh my god. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I was scared but excited. Like, this is a perfect little twist. Perfect, perfect timing for it. Yeah. It was like the PG version of the gimp scene in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> where it takes that hard turn. But yeah. it, it was like yeah. it was that drop in mood, but without all the butt fugs and right. Michael Keaton's asleep. <laughs> well, you better wake him up, wake man. Him up, <laughs> Happy Hogan stole the show for me. He was hilarious. He was awesome. It was just funny, and you know his his not giving a shit about Peter Parker and just avoiding his phone calls, and then he was there and he was just a total prick. It was perfect. What What did you guys think of the suit? The suit was to me a little overdone. Too I mean, much was, tech. I, like I concur. Too way too he was much Iron Man. Tech. But I. Again, in this universe, Tony Stark did make that suit for him. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker still makes his own web fluid and all that stuff, so that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel like the suit is too tacky, but it, it looks great on screen. It looks awesome. It's the best-looking suit, period. His eyeballs move. I don't care. Yeah, that was yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, we were all sold up from the Civil War trailer. Yeah. It was like, that's all we needed to see. <laughs> that was it. And then the mech suit at the end, you know, we're going to see it in Avengers 3. Oh, yeah. And that just looks sweet. And even his homemade, uh, like, pajama suit was good. Like, everything he wore looked really cool. And what about that scene that goes back to the homage to that Spider-Man comic where all the stuff falls on him and he's trying to save Aunt May's life because she's got this terminal illness. Oh, she's had so many of them. I didn't even think and of that. That is from that. Yeah, it's it's directly from that comic book. Is that you know uh, Todd McFarlane? The torment? Uh, no, it's that's from a Steve Ditko, Stan Lee. I think okay. it's. I, I don't know the exact issue off the top of my head. I want to say it's 50-something, maybe in the that part 40s or something. Too. I remember that part. You were, was, and you felt so bad for him, too, because he's under the weight of all this stuff. He's, like, crying, and he's like, can't get out, and then he wills himself up, and he just pushes it. Like That was incredible. Like I got the biggest nerd boner watching that. That was like the train moment in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. When he's, he's like, yeah. It was so cool. And then... Uh, I also like all the other little things too, like the fact they tease Scorpion as well. 
He so looked that, awesome. Yeah. That guy, like, you're like, that's Matt Gargan. Yeah. He didn't even wear a suit. You're like, yeah, that guy looks sweet. Yeah, but all you needed was that that arm, uh, I don't know what. Like yeah, I don't know if that was supposed device. Yeah, I don't know what, where they were going with that. I thought it looked like some sort of weapon, too, but it, maybe it was like the brace. Yeah, it was know. his arm shattered, so he was in that, that crazy sling thing. But that, as soon as you saw him and then you saw the tattoo on his neck... There's your guy. And I like when Michael Keaton made fun of the shocker. Why are you wearing that for? Anyway, ooh, I'm the shocker. I shock people. What is this? Pro wrestling? <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was not Tom Hardy. That guy, that's what I call that guy. That was in Prometheus. I just call him not Tom Hardy. Not Tom Hardy? That's fine. He's a Tom Hardy. He looks just like him and like wants to be him, but he isn't, and he never will be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're you're really defending Tom Hardy's honor here. What about weird, lanky Tom Hardy from Star Trek? Remember that? That was a thing? Yeah. He was oh, in, uh, he was the, the young Picard yeah, clone, the clone thing. Yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. Like, he wasn't jacked and kind of looked sickly. All right, guys. He's still only like a buck 90. Yeah, okay? that's his He's not that jacked. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Just because he was it. Bane doesn't mean he was jacked. Yeah, but, like, yeah that as, Bane as, was tiny. As Cut Bane, he looked beefy. Like in this Star Trek movie, he's like sickly and thin, and has like a soft-spoken English accent. He's wayfish. Yeah, yeah, he's very wayfish. He's naturally <laughs> wayfish. He's a tender little guy. Leave him alone. No, they had, they had to put that coat on him to make him look. That's you know, true. Anything. You know, I don't say anything like Bane. The only thing that looked like Bane was the face mask. Really. Can I say that I don't like Tom Hardy? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I don't Whoa! Th- yeah, I don't like We're Tom Hardy. We're just throwing I, that out there. I, wow. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, uh, I think that he was the, the weakest part of the Nelidious Mad Max movie. He's barely in her. it. Yeah. I, didn't, I just didn't care for that. It was, I felt like it was all style and no substance, really. Like, it was very cool to look at, yeah, but like, the story-wise, cool. I was like, eh. Like, there's talking nothing. Mad Max now? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. cheering the baby face at all. I did not care too much. I knew he'd come out on top somehow, but I didn't care about it. It was a two-hour car chase. That was amazing. It was tension. <laughs> the entire, yeah. It was two hours of tension. Oh, yeah. Um, I honestly couldn't. Recall much now that I'm sitting here trying to think about it. I did it. love the, the the band just wailing on the guitars and yeah. the drums. Like, <laughs> yes, <I do laughs> like on the heel side, just going nuts. That was their whole purpose for being there. So you need to watch Silicon Valley because there's one up. Ep- you know they have like the Blood Boys that they yep. they hook them up to the thing. There's an episode of Silicon Valley where Gavin Belson who's has like a Blood Boy. Yeah, he's the Steve yeah. Jobs guy sitting there in a meeting. And all of a sudden, they like wheel in this chair with IVs and shit. And then this like young in shape dude sits down and they hook an IV up to him and then hook one up to Gavin Belson. And they interrupt the meeting, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm getting my transfusion. Like, they're like, you have a blood boy? <laughs> like, he has a blood boy that he hires and he puts him on a vegan diet. And like, it's fantastic. <laughs> was, because why wouldn't you? Was that band as awesome as the sax guy from Lost Boys? No one is as awesome as the saxophone player from Lost Boys. Nobody. Nobody. And now I have Cry Little Sister in my head. <laughs> Me too. All right. Next topic here. Are we Anything else on Spider-Man? I, I think uh, between this and uh, a couple episodes ago, we covered it. Yeah. Um, um, although I, I was going to bring up uh, Flash, you didn't care for him. Yeah, tell Worm I'm not speaking to him for the rest yeah. of the podcast. I, know that, that uh, I second you. that as well. I yeah. hated the Flash. Thompson I mean, he was a douchey rich kid. Was, I, yeah, I understand but he was just the, a nerdy rich kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, eh. I, I just said I didn't mind it. I didn't. 
I didn't love it. It was just it it was better than I was expecting. No, you said you loved it and you loved it a lot. No, it was clearly you minded. <laughs> you were it like was minded I did, by others. I'd marry it. If you were I practically could. hard. It All was ridiculous. Face, neck, and chest. Also, uh, I don't care for this whole. MJ Swerve. Maybe she's not Mary Jane Watson. She's not. They said it better frickin'. Yeah, exactly. Why Why? tease that? Oh, my friends call me MJ. Honestly. No, bitch. That's what ruined my mood. Yeah, that's what ruined my mood at the end of the movie and colored my experience. And then when they retracted it, I'm like, well, I need to feel like I need to see it again because that soured me on the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's so annoying. Like, Mary Jane clearly is a hot redhead chick. That is it. Well, and Stop I, trying to change it. I didn't Redhead. care for that character anyway. It was too much of the archetypical Ali Sheedy character for me. It was like yeah. they really put it in your face. Like, yeah. oh, she's the rebel, blah, blah, blah. And she's just the opposite of what Mary Jane Watson is supposed to be. So the fact that they even teased that, oh, her name's MJ, is just so annoying to me. Do you think this Spider-Man story arc's even going to have uh, Mary Jane? Maybe. I uh, I mean, if they do, it'll be down the line. He doesn't meet her till college, right? Yeah, but I, I feel like the reason they brought it up was just like, here's here's the initials. We're not going to touch her. So yeah, I don't think they're going to get that. Nobody's far gotten this. it right yet. Yeah, I'm and fine with it. With how how much everyone loves uh, the Spider Gwen character, I could see them shoehorning Gwen Stacy in right. to somehow maybe do some sort of Spider Gwen. Who, who do you off. feel? How do you feel about the Spider Gwen character? I don't like it. She that's a character that needs to stay dead. You know, that's Uncle Ben, Bruce Wayne's parents, oh. all of those stay dead forever. But You're, it's, it's I hate the Spider Gwen shit so much. I can't stand it. I think the costume is so stupid. You I know, think the concept is stupid. And uh, on top of that, I'm totally with you. She needs to stay dead. But they also totally desecrated that character's legacy anyway with that crappy story where they're like, oh no, she actually left Peter Parker for a while. Oh, yeah, because and banged she, Norman Osborn yeah, and had these mutant babies. Norman Osborn, this hot 19-year-old blonde chick, just banged this 50-year-old guy for no reason Nothing and then had that. kids Absolutely with him. Nothing. And then died. And, and then, then she died. So she root 48-year-old man over here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she really liked that weird, ridgy hair that he's always But this is with. Norman Osborn. This isn't Rick Viv. I all right? understand. Right. You're endearing. This guy's a supervillain. I, I am very okay? endearing. You yes, understand yeah. that? You're lovable. He's a mad scientist. I have a six-port task. I want to jump on you right now. I'm going to oh, start sweating. You. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> You're like a champion of industry. <laughs> but it's just so... Ah, it's the worst story. And it hasn't even been mentioned like since, really. No, because they... of how much every other writer hates it, how it's condemned by all the fans. And I mean, I think they've tried to bring like the, the kids, the offspring back once or twice. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's kind of still it's like been the... shoot un- swept under the rug. It's like the Romulus Wolverine story. They're just like, yeah, that's that didn't really happen. He's yeah. not a he's not a cat person. Sexy it's, cat people. Just forget about <laughs> they it. Just ignore that, and, yeah. and that, they've just brought Sabretooth back in like the easiest way. They're like, no, 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 it was it was just a clone that died. That was it. Is that how they did it? That that was literally it. They're like, no, he just killed a uh, Sabretooth clone, and the real Sabretooth is around, and he's still a dick. That's Wait about a minute. it. Sabretooth died. Yeah, um, he cut yeah. his head off with the Marasima blade or whatever. Yeah, when he was did that? the Highlander thing. In that in... same uh, storyline where they revealed that he was a cat person. It was Wolverine that... Origins 50. Okay, because Sabretooth was in uh, Deadpool but a year ago. Right. No, he's been back for yeah, a while. Oh, he's been, been back been for a, a while. Bit. This, okay, okay. This was that Jeff Loeb run after Jeff Loeb's kid died. Yeah, and he, he just got real got, weird. Yeah, oh. All the shit got weird. Superman, Batman, he wrote got really weird. And, like, Can we talk about how shitty it is, too, that Sabretooth like, does this baby face turn in the the comics like he's 
very deplorable character. We've talked about it before on the show. It's like, I don't know why they try to make this character that's a murderer and all this other horrible stuff, East Children, a good guy. Because that's, that's Marvel's problem of all of our heroes and villains need to show redeeming qualities and all of our villains have to sometimes be a good guy just f- because. Marvel's been doing that for years and it's obnoxious. I know, but with Sabretooth and Carnage especially, like, no. <laughs> right, Carnage is still currently a good guy last time I checked. Seriously? Yeah. He what? Had, wow. he had a whole He had a whole storyline where he was fighting Cthulhu or some shit. Because they like, had that awful Axis story where right, everybody that, got reversed for whatever reason. And this book spun out of or spun out of that, and, and it now he was fighting a giant squid god monster Wait, thing. But I mean, Carnage USA, he was just like the devil incarnate, just back to his yeah. He was murdering people, left murdering right. everybody, and now he's back. He babyface turned after that. Yes, I. How is he even back from the century ripping him in half in space and throwing him into the sun? Like, I never read... Like, how can anything survive that? Um, Abigail Brand's group. uh, Sword. Sword. They... (laughs) Thank you. Uh, They found him and scooped him up with, you know, with a spaceship and, Ah. like, thawed him. And they were trying to weaponize the the Carnage symbiote for good. And he got back to Earth and just killed a whole bunch okay. of people. Okay. Well, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Good good but backdoor for that. Cletus Cassidy's alive? Yeah. Yes. They just, like, regrew him? The symbiote, like, sewed his guts back together. Oh. Right. It's very creepy. That's very <laughs> horror movie stuff. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. I think that's cool. It was like when Johnny Storm was in the negative zone, and, like, they kept ripping him to pieces and sewing him back together just for fun. Oh. oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, while we're talking comics, Marvel Legacy 1 just hit. And Logan lives? Yeah. Yeah? It's pretty sweet. Pretty pumped. I don't know what they're going to do about it, but uh, hopefully the first order of business is to kill off old man Logan. I like the character, but just kill him. Because uh, there's no room for two Wolverines. And then kill the ultimate Wolverine's son that's running around in the mainstream Marvel Universe as well. So kill all of these fake Logans, let there be one, and uh, just have his return make some sort of sense. I need a little bit of a refresher on how Wolverine died. Well, they, they did the storyline where there was some sort of alien virus that had attacked him and negated his healing factor. So he didn't have his healing powers anymore. And then someone put a bounty on his head to kill him because word got out to all the bad guys that, hey, Wolverine's mortal now, he's killable, and yeah, eventually he goes to fight Weapon X or something like that and gets encased in adamantium, and that's how he died, a very non-committal death. Did it ultimately poison him, or what? how did that kill him? Just because he couldn't get through it? He was like, he was, he had liquid adamantium poured on him and oh. then it dried and solidified and he okay. was cocooned. Oh, so like he was in a box. So that's yeah. why he, uh, when they showed the statue, it was uh, him, him ripping out of the, ripped out of the statue. Yeah, and so and I think this has something to do with uh, the return of Jean Grey as well, or Dark Phoenix. And okay. somehow he's got something to do with an infinity stone. So, yeah, there's going to be something to do with that. Legacy 1? I enjoyed it. It was cool. It, they they're setting up bringing back the Fantastic Four. I, I think I was more excited for that because I I'm 
I'm a Fantastic Four fan. I like the boring, nerdy, family fun. Uh, the Wolverine part coming back, that's cool. I'm sure we'll get a nice explanation why or how he'll fit back in. You know, Dakin's running around again, so we got him to deal with. So, uh, But it's a nice setup for what's going to happen in the next few years of Marvel, and I'm, I'm hopeful because the last three years of Marvel's been nothing but hot garbage. And I'm in the same boat, too. I love the Fantastic Four. I think, I think they would have been the coolest movie franchise to do. I always said that. After X-Men and Spider-Man, Fantastic Four has to be it. But it's been bombed each time because Fox has been in charge. Their head isn't in the right place, obviously. And it's terrible. So uh, it soured the comics and everything about them. And now hopefully they can get back to what makes them fun and enjoyable again. And... Uh, I'm really excited for that. You mean not Secret Empire, which was not fun nor enjoyable? See, I actually like Secret Empire. Okay, I liked Secret Empire better than I liked Secret Wars. Yes, I will agree to that. Even though Secret Wars was a really good Doctor Doom story. Yeah, I love Doom and I loved Secret Wars, but I I didn't care for Secret Empire. Secret Empire, it's just so wordy. Yeah, well, uh, it's... And I felt like I, because I, I didn't read any of the Captain Americas leading up to it. And so I felt like I was constantly lost. Same here. I didn't, because I read the first two issues of Captain America to explain why he is Hydra. And it's like, okay, so his history was rewritten. He's not actually a Hydra sympathizer or whatever. He's just been raised as such because someone's manipulated reality. But uh, it doesn't really make sense to me. So there's Hydra Captain America still. Yeah. So technically, he's the Captain America that's been around since the 40s. And then uh, this Cobus or whatever that thing's name is brought the what we all see Captain America is back somehow. Right. So now there's two separate guys. Right. And it's hard. How does the world see everything? Like, can they see that, oh, Captain America, the original, was actually a good guy, whatever, or do they be like, oh, no, Captain America has actually always been a Hydra asshole? That I'm sure they're going to explain once the new Cap series starts. But you had to start all the way back reading, what was it, the Remender run with uh, the Dimension Z stuff. That's where this whole story began. Him oh, getting really? sucked into a different reality that Arnid Zola took over this weird dimension uh, he had like some sun in it or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, who ended up being the new nomad, and then that character just vanished off the face of the earth, and Sharon Carter somehow got sucked into the void when Cap got out. And But that that's where you had to go back and read to make Secret Empire make any sense. Okay, see, I feel like you've caught me up on a lot, because I was just... I, I just sort of went, okay, well, I'm not going to understand 90% of this. I'm just going to gloss over it. And just sort of go from there. Um, now, is is Tony Stark back now? Not yet, but I believe that's where they're going. He's still just the AI in the suit, but the new all the new legacy titles yeah. start this week. Uh, we get Iron Fist, Avengers, and I think one other uh-huh. that, of the new numbered everything. I will be buying Iron Fist because Sabretooth's in it. Yes. And Deadpool is going back to the original numbering. The yes. speckable de- Deadpool is going uh, whatever... Two, two something? something? 
286 or something. Yeah, every every key Marvel book is going back to its original numbering. And then just the stuff that's like the new fan favorites, like your Spider-Gwens, your Squirrel Girl, all that stuff is going to stay where it was. But like this week's Avengers is like issue 672 or something. And so does that where it left off before they went back to number one, or is that including the one through whatever? It's including everything. It's just they're Got setting it. up with a brand new story. Yeah. You know, they some stuff I'm assuming they're just leaving. Like the Iron Fist, I think he was in the middle of an arc before this new book, but I guess they're they're just letting it go. Which like, our, all of our books are bad. Let's just start over. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Hit That's reset. what it sounds like. Yeah, everything is awful. What is Devil Dime, Dinosaur and this one kid riding it? I don't know. Yeah, and, and as someone who uh, I, I read a lot of DC and I read a lot of Marvel, I mean, a lot of the Marvel I read just out of habit anymore. Yep. Um, I think that's the same for everybody. I think that's how everybody feels about it. It's habit. Like, I, it's been the same for X-Men books. Like, generally, they're awful. But uh, out of habit, I have to buy them every oh, yeah. week. I've every been, week. Even though they're so bad, got to buy them. I've been buying Captain America and Daredevil for the last three years, and I don't think I've really touched a whole lot other than, you know, they're like, okay, Secret Empires is a big deal, so now go back and read three years of Captain America. Well, shit, I guess. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let me get right on that. But then with Secret Wars, you had to go back and read like five years of Avengers to make any of that make sense. And that's what they're claiming Legacy is going to stop. We're not going to have to go back and read, you know, half a decade's worth of books to make the new storylines make sense. And, and there's a difference between you need to go back and read, you know, 1,400 pages of comics to have this story make sense. And anybody could make sense of this, but if you did read those 1,400 pages of comics, you're going to see little Easter eggs that only you will think are really cool. Right. But if you didn't read those, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. And that's that's hopefully what we're doing here. That's legacy... They, the the higher-ups at Marvel said this is going to change everything. And, and for you legacy readers, you will love your books again and not just buy them out of habit. <laughs> it's so sad they had to make like a press release like that and basically admit, yeah, we just have given you nothing but hot garbage. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for the money, hey. though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for four to, uh, four dollars an issue, and then five dollars for a lot of the new issues. Good God, go screw yourself. Thanks. But what about and six dollars the... for this legacy number one special? Right. <laughs> and and I do love the and I, I I talk to you about it when I come into the store regularly. The okay, is this going to be the quarterly twelve dollar Deadpool issue? Oh wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that will be done because now it's despicable Deadpool, yeah. and we're not gonna. Have a random twenty ninety nine issue in the middle of a story arc for no reason. But how long do we think this new numbering system is going to last before they decide? You know what? No, it's all new, all now, all original, new and improved Marvel number one. I'm giving them a year. Yeah, probably a year before they get freaking stupid again. And I, so, I'm just going to go to Marvel offices and whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a logical solution. She cut a gorilla video like when uh, DX went to WCW. 
And like storm the storm the office. It's just some Joe shows up nerd in a tank, hanging out show outside in, of Marvel. Yeah, with your own half shirt on, like out of a tank, and like <laughs> I'm Abe in my I'm in my ring attire. <laughs> yeah, Abe jumps out, and we're like, <laughs> of course, Abe would be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So switching gears to DC, uh, Doomsday Clock. We get that pretty soon here, November. Yeah, yeah it's uh, about five weeks out, I think, something like that. So we get Superman. Working with or or matching wits with Doctor Manhattan, and that's, Batman with Rorschach. That's the going theory, you know. Right now we're doing we're in the middle of this Oz effects story in, in action, action and Superman or just action, just no, action, just action. action. Yeah. And that's going to roll us into Doomsday Clock. And I think it's actually pretty good. Like, I like it a lot. It's been yeah. really cool. It was like at first I was like I felt let down by the whole Jor-El reveal. Yeah. But then it was the way they did it. They're like, wait, someone plucked him away from Krypton. When it's done when something like that's done right, then you can't argue with it. I'm not up to speed on that, but I did pick up the Lois and Clark series where it's them and their kid uh, in hiding still, and it was awesome. It was like everything Superman should be. I think it was really sweet. It oh, was right before Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, yeah. It was the that story, was them hiding after, out. After Convergence, before Rebirth. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. It was a really cool miniseries. Yeah. He's definitely written the way he should be. I, I love the Superman comics now. Yeah. They're really good. See, I, uh, I was never a Superman fan, but uh, Worm being this dutiful comic book guy that he is, Thank you. Uh, knew that I was into the, uh, the whole... Watchman stuff and said, "Yeah, you should read this one." And he pulled him, put him on my bag, and he's a crack dealer, and I'm an addict, and so I bought them. <laughs> oh, and you love those 3D covers? They're I just do. Oh, they're so <laughs> good. oh man, <laughs> when those pop up in my poll, I'm like, "Yes!" I do. I lose my mind. Like the Flashpoint yeah. one is oh. the best. <laughs> oh my god! So I, uh, yeah. So I, but I've been really enjoying these these last two issues of Action. Uh, so it's I'm. I'm 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 in for right now. I'm it's it's a great uh, it's it's DC is hitting on all cylinders right now for me because uh, I actually really liked the um, the the tale of jokes and jokes and riddles. Was that what it is? The, oh, the it's so good. Riddles. There's yeah, still one I mean, more the war, issue the war, left, I think. Yeah, I thought that that's been great. Um, Detective Comics is as good as it's ever been. Agreed. Um, the uh, I tapped out of uh, Justice League because it was a hot mess. They're both really bad. Right now we're dealing with their future selves who are like a, like young, like the Wonder Woman characters, like a dude. and No. Ugh. It's just as weird. And Superman come back with all these cybernetic parts. and No. It's, yeah, it's just it's... not great. And then the JLA book's just been dead in the water. Does anyone read the Green Lanterns? I read uh, I, I read uh, Green Lanterns. I don't read Hal, Hal Jordan. In the I, I think they're both really good. I really I like, like them the, both. Uh, I like uh, Boz and uh, the what's the girl's name? Uh, Jessica Cruz. Jessica, yeah. I like both of those. I, I'm a big fan of both of them. Yep. Yeah, they're both really cool characters. They both have those redeeming qualities where the one's like, well, I used to be a bad guy from a different dimension. And the other one's like, well, I was a gangbanger and we're... Being better by being together. Yeah, because she was from Forever Evil originally, right? Yeah, she's she's one of the Earth Three. Yeah. Uh, what, what did they call themselves? Uh, they weren't the Crime Syndicate. They were yes. something. Okay. Yeah, it was the Crime Syndicate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know that part of her story. Like I, the first time I saw her was 
the the storyline with the Dark Side War, I think, yeah. right before yep. Yep. Rebirth. That's the first time I saw the character, and then I just gradually fell in love with that character. I think she's awesome. I think she's great. She was she was a character in uh, Forever Evil that I thought was going to be very throwaway because uh, she was the evil Green Lantern. Of course, there's going to be an evil woman Green Lantern, and her eye lit up. Uh, but she turned out to have a lot more. They they built a, a lot of depth to her. There's so much depth. Like for the yeah. first like ten issues, she can't even form a construct. Yep. She's afraid of everything. Yep. And it's it's great. And she talks about Pokemon. So, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge shows all in. <laughs> hey, you seen the new Pokemon? <laughs> and, yeah, and obviously I like that uh, Baz is like a character from Dearborn, Michigan So that's, yeah, that's cool He's and like the hometown character, well, I love it Because Jeff Johns created him And he does whatever he can to pimp uh, Michigan I mean, that's he, he made uh, Cyborg's Detroit heritage A, a focus of the re, uh, redone uh, Justice League Yeah Jeff Johns is from Michigan. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's from Dearborn. He's from Dearborn. Holy crap! He went That's to Michigan. Sweet. He went to Michigan State. That's why. Uh, that I knew. I was yeah. just going to ask that question, yeah. but I didn't want to be the dumb guy. Yeah, no, he went to, oh. and that's why uh, um, Cyborg was recruited by Michigan State. <laughs> that's so cool. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So no, he's uh, he's a local boy, made good for sure. DC um, seems to give Detroit a lot of love. Like there was a oh, yeah. Justice League Detroit at one point yeah. <laughs> in the eighties. Like they've yeah, it's a city in the comics. They never mention it in Marvel, really. It, well, no, I take it back. Great Lakes Avengers takes place in Detroit. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I love those characters, <laughs> <laughs> except Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I, <laughs> she's not in it anymore because she's apparently too over. But uh, fuck she's that coming character. to TV, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She'll be part of the New Warriors cast. Not if I have anything to say about yeah, you it. You can't wait, huh? I don't think I have anything to say about <laughs> it. I do, <laughs> but no one's gonna listen to it unless they download this. But <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's the it's the chick from the AT and T commercials. This is so, true, and, and she kind of is Squirrel Girl. She looks very Squirrel Girly. Yeah. It's okay. Whatever. Yeah. No. Whatever. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> did, did anybody watch uh, Inhumans? I was bringing that up. I, it hasn't it hasn't hit TV yet. Yes. Oh, was it, or, it hit Friday. It was just, yeah. yeah, it was just this it week, is, right? It is Friday, or it was it was Friday. Uh, I have a feeling that they blew their whole CG budget on Lockjaw and yep. Medusa's hair, and from what you know, the earlier reviews are that it's just them kind of meandering around Los Angeles. Because it was cheap to film and really, you know, other than doing some makeup on some people, no one's powers are really that epic. So they got away with it. I really want to like it because I love the Inhumans. You know, I, again, I'm a Fantastic Four reader. You're that one guy, eh? I, I, <laughs> you're that one guy. Because every time I go to the comic store, I'm like, why is there a new Inhumans book? These never last past 13 issues. No one likes them. Stop it. Cut it out. Well, they, you're that guy. <laughs> I am that guy. Right. They made Black Bull the badass during the Annihilation stuff. Black Bolt has always been a badass. He's, I think Black Bolt's cool. I love Lockjaw. I, I like them as characters. I just I don't want to read their series. <laughs> right. Once they get away from Black Bolt, that's where it's like, oh, cool. Here's Karnak, and he can, he can see the weak spot in anybody and defeat them no matter who they are. However, and- though, they did, like, 
as awful as Civil War II was, they had Karnak in it quite a bit, and I was the way the things they did with him were kind of cool. I was yeah. like, hey, he's, he's, he's kind of neat. He's kind of neat. Okay, I can get behind him now, and he's not. I do miss his classic costume though. <laughs> now yeah, he's just in a hoodie. Dome. Yeah. Uh, but they wasted. They gave him his own miniseries, and that just felt wasted. You know, here's here's Karnak, and he's just gonna be walking around in a hoodie doing his thing. And what's what's up with Gorgon? Why is he in like a wheelchair? That I think still spins out of Annihilation because they all got fucked up really bad during that story. Okay, because I didn't read Annihilation, but but now he's not in the wheelchair anymore. Like that's I'm assuming that was something that was changed after Ah, okay. Secret Empire. But it, it sounded like it, it might not even have made it to TV based on how poorly the. The preview, or I don't know if you want to call it the introductory movie, I guess. Right. The The pilot was the first two episodes on IMAX, and it right. did very... It did well enough, but it still didn't do good enough. Oh, it already aired in theaters? It already oh, yeah. aired in theaters, and the first episode was on ABC on Friday. And oh, uh, okay. my girl sent me a link, and it actually said something along the lines of, Inhumans is the worst... Marvel property ever on live film or whatever. Yeah. It's apparently just that bad. Because the is what they're saying. That was my concern was when they were dropping it as a movie to start with was what kind of budget are they going to go with? And it sounds like they have zero budget. Somebody compared it to basically they just walk around a, 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 an abandoned mall the whole time. Oh, yeah, pretty much. You know, it was like the last season of Shield where we had Ghost Rider the first two episodes and then the rest was just them walking around like office buildings because Ghost Rider was on fire and was doing cool stuff with his chain in the car. And then they're like, oh shit, we have no budget left. So let's just throw Colson in a leather jacket and he's going to walk through office buildings fighting evil versions of his team. And there's really not much going on with that Ghost Rider. Because I, I, I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since like... I don't know, the Deathlock stuff started in the first season, so I'm way behind. I would like to catch up because I heard it gets really cool. But uh, I was like, man, I got to see this Ghost Rider stuff. I'm going to check it out. And then I looked it up on YouTube, and it was like all of the Ghost Rider scenes. And then it was only like seven minutes or something like that. That's he's, all he was in He that? is not in it very much. No. no he, and that's they, not even counting like the parts where he's transformed into Ghost Rider. Those scenes are few and far between. Right, they just kind of, they'll show him light up, and then, like, he'll be attacking whoever, and you'll just kind of see the glow of the fire on the walls, because they just couldn't do more, because, you know, CG is still expensive for some crazy reason. Also, I'd just rather have the Dan Ketcher or Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider than this guy in the car. Didn't they have? Yeah, he was in a car, not a bike. Yeah. With the new teenage version in the comics, or whatever the fuck, is in, like, a... Drag racer, a car, well, or some shit. In but the uh, legacy, he was in a car, wasn't he? Yeah, it's still uh, the Robbie Jamie Reyes or Robbie Reyes. But uh, there, before that, there was a series. I, I want to say it was written by Jason Aaron. Maybe I'm wrong. Worm, you'd probably know. It was a Ghost Rider series in 2008, 2009. Yeah. And it was revealed that the Ghost Riders are actually from heaven or something like that. Yeah. And then there's ghost riders throughout the centuries and all that. Like, there were ghost riders on frickin' woolly mammoths and crazy shit. Right. And it was awesome. It was, the series was great. Yes, And yeah. it, it was just complete madness, and I'm a fan of anything Jason Aaron does. Because he knows Absolutely. how to write a badass. Absolutely. Like, Wolverine's always good under his pen. 
Thor is always good. Punisher is always good. He writes badasses, and Ghost Rider's sweet too. And uh, he did a great job with that. His book Northlanders is is really or not Northlanders. What that was his like Viking stuff. That's Brian Wood. Jason. Oh, uh, Scalped. If you've ever read Scalped, from I've heard uh, about it. It's very cool. It's set on a Native American reservation. There's all this fucking awful stuff happening, and he's sent in as like an agent. And just it, it's just really brutal. Hell yeah. Uh, but with the Ghost Rider with the Woolly Mammoth, we see in Marvel Legacy number one, because we're doing the Avengers BC, which is Odin with, with Thor's hammer and the original Phoenix and a Starbrand, which is like a caveman. So it's kind of like Starbrand meets the Hulk. I didn't know Starbrand, but Starbrand was in Legacy, too. And Starbrand, was, was he was he a not? character they tried to get over near the end of uh, the one dude's... Whoever was on Avengers before yeah. Secret War, they tried to get that Starbrand character in. He joined okay. the Avengers for a minute, and then they dabbled with... Did a little bit with him here and there, but they brought him into the continuity somehow. And he was apparently a character from the 80s. Yeah. Like he was the, a, a next wave or yeah. something, whatever they called that line yeah, of books. It was, it was when they were trying to expand the, the cosmic stuff. Uh, Epic maybe is what it was called. the line was called. No, it was, it was either new wave or next wave. It was something like that. It, from, it was in the 80s though, right? Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was in the 80s when like... You know, we're really going heavy on the cosmic stuff. Yeah, they had the Eternals as part of yep. that as well, I think. There was a character that deliberately looked like He-Man. Yep. He was, like, in blue and red. Yeah, the... the Starbrand's been around for a while. I think Quasar is the original Starbrand, if I remember right. At least they have the same logo. And it's just it's just the weird Marvel space stuff. They do have the yeah. same logo, kind of. Right. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, we're we're these... Powered humans in space. And Quasars pretty much has the same powers as Green Lantern, right? He's got yeah. the quantum bands and they make whatever he wants. So he's the same dude. Yeah, they're, they're interesting characters, but they're, I think they're pushing to have, you know, we're getting Darkhawk back soon. We're, they're just really starting to strike on some of these. So, as someone who spends some time in a comic book store, do you often have people coming up and going, you know, man, where's Darkhawk? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where Sleepwalker is. Forget Darkhawk, okay? <laughs> I want my Sleepwalker. You'd be surprised. Actually, the dude came in a few weeks ago, like, digging through my quarter bins, because apparently Darkhawk number one is like a $40 book, just because there was a Darkhawk Marvel legend within the last six and months. And that figure is sweet. Is I was super figure. I was super pumped when it was announced. I was like the more obscure an action figure is, the more excited I am about it. So I couldn't believe and the fact that there's a Darkhawk, I'm like, I'm that much closer to getting Sleepwalker as an action figure. <laughs> and I'll lose my mind. And apparently there are questions about it at Comic Con. Uh, in San Diego this past summer, so he's in the works apparently. And if they re if they release it, I'll, I'll be able to die a happy man. Well, Sleepwalker was just in. Well, I guess not just in. I have no concept of time. This was like three years ago. <laughs> uh, I, was, I like my interest was peaked so, so high. I was I like, know, wait, I what? What? He was in the uh, Avenging Spider-Man story. For yeah. Like oh yeah. Two issues. And it then, was, uh, but it was when he was um, Superior Spider-Man. Yes. I, I bought it. I was, of course. I was like, yes. 
<laughs> it's always good to see those gems from the 90s. Come and, on, give us. Yeah, and, and similarly, there was Blackout, who was a Ghost Rider villain from the 90s, was in that Avenging Spider-Man book. Yeah. And I think it was. it might have been the same issue. Either way... Otto Octavius Spider-Man breaks all of his teeth out and brutalizes them, yeah. and it's kind of sweet. Terror Inc. just came back during Deadpool. <laughs> Terror Inc., Slapstick, yeah. there's Paladin. Slapstick's <laughs> all over Deadpool right now. Yeah, well, they're they're pushing, because, you know, with, with Disney XD, hey, we could probably make a really cool cartoon with this, because no. he is the living cartoon. He's... What well, Disney XD? Yeah. He's going to be in a cartoon slapstick. I think is? they were pushing it, but since the the sales were just so bad, like that run, the slapstick run itself, I had one pull member on, and he just said, "Give me all of Deadpool books." So he got that. That's what he got. <laughs> <laughs> he got all that right. and Fool Killer and whatever. Yes, other. Fool Killer, another '90s guy. But I think they they were pushing it so hard to be like, "Hey, we could put him on TV," but the sales were awful. So. I'm sure they scrapped it. Who's the other guy that's on like de- with Deadpool supporting cast? There is is his name Commando. He's in the the camouflage stuff. Who am I thinking of? He was a Spider-Man character in the '90s. Was that Massacre? He had no. He had like a face mask, similar to Gambit's, but it covered his actual face. Oh. He had. He's like camouflaged. His name escapes me right now, and it's bugging the hell out of me. I can see it on a trading card. Was he, head, he? Was but. he one of the mercs for money? I, th- I think he was, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Fool Killer is the only <laughs> thing that's coming to mind, but he's like a poor man's uh, crossbones who's a poor man's was red he? skull. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> crossbones looks cool, all right? He's got that wife beater on, he's jacked out of his mind, and he's got a skull mask. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> And he's got the crossbones on his wife beater. He's cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and also, let's not forget about the sweet like sprite of him in the Avengers arcade game when he walks out. And you know they put the the sound effects in there, and it almost always sounds like something you can't make out. He says you're trapped, but he says you're trapped. <laughs> trapped. I got such a kick out of that when I was nine years old. <laughs> he said crap. <laughs> All right, so Defenders hit Netflix, finally. Uh, this is, this is, this is going to be our big topic yeah, tonight. Everyone, everyone just groaned. It's going to need to fucking I defend liked it. It's, it's got to defend itself right now, and so I, is Jason. Apparently. I liked it, too. I thought it was the fucking oh, yeah. the worst The room shit. is split. It comes down to Viv. What did Viv think? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the guy here. I just asked the questions. But <laughs> I basically saw it as, so I, I tried watching Iron Fist, and I couldn't make it past, I think, the second one. And, and I, okay, well, you know what? I, I, now I know who he is. I'll wait till Defenders. And I did the same thing with Jessica Jones. Probably made it three episodes in. Hmm. All Defenders was to me was Iron Fist walking up to people going, I'm the immortal Iron Fist. I defend whatever. Ugh. New clan. Kun Lao. Kun Bong Lao or whatever. Yeah, and they pronounce it wrong. He calls it Kun Lao. He was just a completely, he was a dude. He was the guy that, he's like your friend that gets a, he gets a, uh, promotion at work and then you go out to the bar and he walks up to everybody at work to tell or at the bar to tell them that what his new title is like oh i'm some sales director now or something. yeah and he got like, his ass off. kicked the whole fucking series too <laughs> yeah everyone yeah. beat that Isn't ass yeah. i have some notes so and he's I a just, skinny yeah. punk with a 
curly yeah. fro. He doesn't he look like. He, I found my chi. We've Fuck said it before. Off. He looks like Stephen Hyde from that 70s he show. He looks like yes. Hyde. He should be like. <laughs> and in, that guy had charisma. This guy sucks. Yeah. He should be in sucks crazy. Sucks so bad. He should be in crazy good shape if all you've done is like. You're damn right. So I got. Let, let me go through my notes. I got a couple more questions. No, here. go ahead. Because I just want to get through this. You know, shit. I mean, so Daredevil's got his suit. And I, and I love everything they've done with Daredevil Fantastic. to date. He's the only one with a fucking suit in this thing. And he what? rarely wears it. Yeah, and then when he puts it on, they make fun of him, which is funny. But why does an Iron Fist have his freaking do-rag? Yeah, well, he's not and, getting yeah. stabbed because he's got armor on, so they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally the only character people care about. I mean, like, some people care about Jessica Jones. She was just kind of cool, but man, I just... She was yeah. better in this than I thought she was in her series. And we've Jessica all Jones was the MVP of the Defenders. Yeah, it, she, it made me want to yeah. go back and watch her series. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage was nothing. So soft. He, com- he had nothing. He is soft. The he softest actually man. served no purpose in this right. series at all, if you really think about it. Except for banging. Yeah. That's all that dude <laughs> does is bang. I do. I do commend him for that. Rosario yeah, it's Dawson. pretty hilarious. Man, she's a fucking pipe salesman. Like, she just... <laughs> yeah. Well, but then she's walking out yeah, of his she's apartment. She's taking it and from the, everybody. Daredevil. Who's the chick that gets, the, gets her arm chopped off at the end? Misty. Misty Knight. Yeah, she comes walking in. And then at the end, he, Jessica Jones is like, hey, you know, I, I could use a cup of coffee. So <laughs> that's all he's there for is to bang, which it's, is cool. He's pretty a stunt sweet, cock. Just yeah. playing he's that a stunt cock. Yeah, he's <laughs> just fucking resident <laughs> yeah. stunt cock. I think, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off real quick. Yeah, you do. But when they, when they dropped that trailer on us at the very end, they had Punisher come out you know, and just yeah. say... I, uh, something like you know. Looks I, like I'm late to I'm the party. Check this out or something. I'm he wasn't right. in the damn thing. I no. thought that for sure. That I was waiting for that for the whole series, yeah. and I, I thought it would be at least in the means, last episode, and then it didn't happen. That means right. they knew it was going to suck, and they're like, "Let's tease him a little bit." Right. And then it never happens. Let me get through these notes quick. All right, now that's just because I here. just I got to get it out of my soul because yeah, I was cool. <laughs> I, I I feel cleansed now. Good. So there are a few mo this is just shorthand. Let me just rattle through it and save everybody a lot of fucking time. I wrote it as I watched it because I couldn't talk to you guys because not everybody watched it at the same time. <laughs> Whereas I would have texted any of you. I was like, fuck, I guess. So Misty Knight gives what's her nuts? Colleen Wing her katana back in the police station. Brings a katana in the police station. Here, I think you're gonna need this. <laughs> what the fuck? There be you bring you give her a sword? Uh, they stole some C4 and a map from the fucking police station pretty easily. Uh, Foggy easily snuck the Daredevil suit into the police station as well. That didn't it was in a grocery bag. Oh, okay. I will say this. But they you, don't, lawyers don't get searched. If you've that, ever been a lawyer walking through a police station or a prison or a jail, just go. Yeah, I think I we, have seen that. We even, even in court, we have our own separate line where we just sort of go, I'm a fucking attorney. Yeah, and they go, oh yeah, just go. I've uh, <laughs> I've seen, I've I've been to a rodeo or two in my time. I have seen that happen. So uh, <laughs> I will say, belt in hand, sneering at the lawyer. Fuck. So, uh, Dude, that, uh, real quick, I actually went in the wrong line at a, at a court uh, when I was a young attorney, and I started unpacking all my shit, and then I gave him my bar card, and he looked at me like, dude. You're new here, aren't you? You're new. Why did you do all... Just fucking go. Yeah. 
All right. That dude, Bakudo, fucking sucks. He was an Iron Fist, and he was one of the, like, five people in the hand. The dude with the, they talked like this. Fucking, Ooh. he sucks. On that, I'm going to give you a little addendum. I thought it sucked that there were, like, no actual hand ninjas in this series. I Not like really. They, yeah, yeah, in Daredevil, we saw a bunch of hand ninjas show up, and it was like, oh, shit, they're going to be a threat. And then in this, like, there weren't any serious ninja action nope. going on. It there sucked. Were, there were hardly any fights in this. It was, was it 12 episodes or 10? I think at the last episode... Eight. Eight? Last episode, you got some. It felt like twelve. That's oh fucking god. It sure. just, other than the guy, they uh, they cut his head off. That was like the most action the first four episodes. Oh, had. Uh, stick! Didn't they kill Stick? No, they killed the like African member of the hand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stick beheads him. Yeah. Oh, Stick's that's like, right. Fuck Did this Stick guy. die? Yeah, yes. yeah, See, that's how much died. I didn't give a fuck about this series. Uh, Gal, Madam Gal sucks. I don't know why they keep shoving her down our throats. She's not cool. She's not threatening. I don't give a fuck. Sigourney Weaver sucked, surprisingly. Yeah. She was like, motivation sucked. How many old women are we going to get as fucking villains in this goddamn show? Madam Gal, Sigourney Weaver, Mariah from fucking the other... God damn it. But the whole gimmick of the hand is that they've been around for centuries, you know? And they're right. like immortal. So it makes sense that they'd be... Old broads, I guess. Why is, she, but why like, is she going to the doctor for cancer treatments if she's, you know, immortal or is going to be reborn? Or why does she? Yeah, why fun? can't you just have them bring she's her like, back? Oh, whatever. So I, I think that was to have the motivation of we need the Iron Fist to find the fucking dinosaur bones. Uh, oh, yeah, it showed oh, the sweet oh, yeah, dragon dinosaur thing. things. It showed the dragon land. thing, and then there's like nothing said about it ever again. It's like there's a fucking and they dragon. don't ex- they don't expand on the end of Iron Fist either. The end of Iron Fist, he's like, oh, everybody in Kunlun's fucking slaughtered, and then he's just like, yep, that happened that last episode. We're not going to expand on what we learned from that at all. So fucking shaky camera that bothered me. Every conversation in this series was boring to me. Every single conversation seemed completely fucking unnecessary. And, and the majority of the series was conversation. Went nowhere. Uh, that one dude spoke Japanese and everybody else spoke English, but everyone seemed to understand each other. What the fuck was that about? He just refused to speak the Western tongue. Yeah, refused. he spoke English and then Sigourney Weaver would speak to him in English and he would speak Japanese and she would speak back in English and they were on the same fucking page. Giving and more- there wasn't always subtitles, so you had no idea what the fuck he was saying. No, not at all. Uh, there was some weird speech about Madame Gao hand-holding. I don't remember that. It's just a shorthand, so this might not make sense. Uh, they're trying to destroy New York for eternal life. I didn't understand. They're trying to... Like, they have to destroy New York. Like they're trying to open to up a door to Kung Lun or something, weren't they? Uh, Madame Gao destroys Iron Fist in one fucking punch, mind you. Everybody kicks Iron Fist's ass. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> everyone, I, did, I took account, fucking Claire, fucking Rosario Dawson beat more dudes' asses than Iron Fist did in this fucking series. I fucking counted. She's also useless. Why is she there, like, fighting ninjas with them? What fucking. Was, what was her character supposed to be when she first showed up in Daredevil? Night nurse. Night nurse, night yeah. nurse like, men's superheroes. That's her deal. Is like She's like a little okay. underground nurse deal, which is cool. I actually like that idea. Yeah, she's but, like a mafia surgeon. But now she's right. getting dick and throwing hands, and I'm fucking sick yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the of name it. of my next album. <laughs> getting dick, dick and throwing hands. <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> well, she tries to fight a sword fighter with a pipe wrench for a second. Well, she's street, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't give a fuck about the Colleen Bakudo relationship. They tried to really like feed that down your throat, kill that. Like they should both be set. Well, no, Colleen's cool. Set that other guy on fire. I didn't Who care cares? about either one because I didn't watch Iron Fist because that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Uh, oh, I like to like say like this happened in this, and it's super lazy storytelling. And it's not as a bartender. I noticed this before I was bartending. I love it in a series in Luke Cage. I think it was Luke Cage at the end. Somebody sits down, and they talk to the person next to them, look at the bartender, and just wave. And then the bartender puts, like, a whole bottle of whiskey in a glass next to him. They're like, what? <laughs> I have never once done yeah. that. Yeah. Brother, it's been a rough day. Here you go. Bro. Or, like, <laughs> the bartender. The Jameson. Yeah. Like, the bartender just, like, will refill it without being prompted. He'll do a shot, and the bartender will just refill it. He'll just, like, keep going. Or the guy will be like, leave the bottle. That's a and he just like more believable yeah. than, and what are they going to charge him, $75 for the bottle? You don't, there's no yeah. bottle service at a right. bar like right. that. Yeah, right. he's, like, hanging out at Red Robin or something. Yeah. Get out of here, Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn it, like, <laughs> Joe's fucking, fucking Joe's Crab Shack. You give him a wink, and he puts a bottle down. What the fuck? <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Talk to me like a man. You know what? Don't fucking wave me down. Do you want a drink or not? Yeah, I'll come there when I'm fucking ready. I don't even make eye contact. I got to go orders to work with. Why don't you just go fuck yourself for a second? I mean, Jessica Jones is basically an alcoholic. Yeah, she's a busted ass. Just she's just fucking. uh, What was a hot dog cart? What was the thing? Worm? A hot dog trot and floozy. Yes. (laughs) I like her though. She she reminds me of girls I dated between nineteen and twenty four. A yeah, lot. absolutely. <laughs> like, Mar- like Margot Tenenbaum was like the archetype I dated through those years. Anyway, uh, the door spot at the end for Alias, that was pretty good. Like all of the closing scenes on the last episode were sweet. Like for, you know, where she walks up and the, the her door's fixed. And then the Daredevil, which is obviously leading towards uh, Born Again. I'm uh, all in for that. Where, you know, in Born Again, in the comics... Frank Miller yeah. wrote Born Again. Did you read this? I think I know where you're, where you're going with this. Wilson, well, yeah. Karen Page in the comics is like a heroin addict and did porn, and that's her dark secret that they allude to Hell, in but the series. I thought in the second season they revealed that her dark secret was that she'd run over a kid or some bullshit. Oh, was it? Yeah, there was some something like that, right? Maybe. It was something. She, it was something like she was involved was, in an accident that killed a child or some bullshit. Well, I can understand why I was not really going... annoyed that no, no! I want to know that this chick did some hardcore porn. Yeah. All right. That's okay. what I want to know. All That's right. what I want to see. Shit, I yield to you. I want it to be right like the comics. All right. In the comics, she did porn. That's what made her cool. Do yeah. it. On the show, it was like there was a ray gun. She couldn't see that it wasn't real guns. She shot, she shot the kid like in. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> That's nah. Anyway, but so in the comics, she basically gets hooked on heroin again and she sells Daredevil's identity for heroin. What a and piece gets, of shit. And it gets back to Kingpin, and Kingpin ruins his fucking life, like blows up his apartment building, like he's all fucked up, and he wakes up and in, in this fucking convent, and turns out his mom is a nun, and she found him and nurses him back to health, and he like becomes kind of a born-again Christian, but for some reason it's really cool this oh, time. But Nuke is there? <laughs> yeah. And Nuke that, is there. That makes the whole story, because he's... He's all crazy Vietnam vet, and he's like, I gotta save my boys. And, and they did tease Nuke and Jessica Jones. One of the characters right. is pretty much Nuke, so like, if you look up Nuke online and then look watch Jessica Jones, you'll see. But uh, they may introduce him in Daredevil. That would oh, be pretty he better sweet. better have that American flag tattooed on his face. That would be sweet. <laughs> so, so does this mean we won't get, won't get Bullseye till Daredevil season four then? No, you probably they'd, get him in they'd three. Have to make, they'd have to stretch the story out all season, because there's a lot of depth. It's really good. 
I mean, that could be a whole season. And then in the next season, Karen Page they really, gets, a, gets a billy crub through the heart. You know what I mean? They really milk the seasons, though. I feel like they might fit him in there, too. They might not do Nuke at all, actually, or do both. But uh, So, yeah, when he wakes up in the convent and they say, right. go get Maggie, that's his mother's name. So his mom uh, is a nun in the okay. convent. And All he right. had you, that, yeah. You've just, it's, I had a lot of questions around that because, I mean, leading up to that, that's when Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are getting their drink. And, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, Daredevil's alive. Nobody knows this. I mean, they're all talking about as if he No, died. they don't. They think he died. but they. How does he get out? And Elektra's, what, she's evaporated? I don't remember what happened to her. That's how little I gave a she, fuck about this series. Since she was brought back, I believe she would be immortal. Yeah. I think. Right, Sorry. she's alive. She's always alive, but uh, and then so, anyways, but they're yeah. they're like seventy stories underground. How do the nuns get him out of the ground? Uh, fuck, I don't know. There's an old Chinese woman that lives forever, bro. I guess yeah. we're gonna have to. <laughs> All I know is no more hand. We've done the hand now, for and they war. sucked. They they like did any of them disintegrate? I don't think any of them disintegrated. No. Um, blah 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 blah. Oh, and I I wrote this. I don't really remember it, but were they setting up Danny Rand as Daredevil? I hope not. Uh, well, no, because you remember in the Ed Brubaker story. Yeah, yeah. This is Civil War. Daredevil was he arrested? Where was he? He was in prison because yes. it was after Shadowlands. After the yeah. ben, no, it was after the Bendis run. He goes yeah. to jail, and that was sweet. Uh, and then, because he admits to being Daredevil, and then he's in jail, and there's an active Daredevil, and towards the end, you find out it's Danny Rand. Foggy Nelson talks Danny Rand into being Daredevil to basically keep the story consistent that there was an active Daredevil while oh. Matt Murdock's new. And I can't remember why I thought that, but I, I'll have to go rewatch. But I felt like they were setting up Danny Rand as being Daredevil to make it seem like he was still alive. No, I. Are you? I, can I jump in here real quick? I don't. I don't want to disrupt your flow. Don't. Don't. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I remember texting you because I was about to finish uh, episode eight. Which, uh, thank God it was only eight episodes. I liked it, but I, it didn't need to be more than eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but I was like, you know, if whatever they're digging for isn't <laughs> Fing Fang Foom, I'm gonna be pissed. And they didn't. It, it, it paid off to nothing, and that was a big. Gripe at me is that they I'm went still confused as to. I don't what know they what were they doing. were doing. I don't Nobody, know if they. Yeah, they never. They, they, we need to get the Kun Lung and then what? Was there something dragon? Were they going to get stuff out of dragon they, bones? Yeah. I don't know. They had to harvest the bones because the like the bone marrow was the the thing that makes them immortal or something. So they had to extract all them skeletons out from 70 floors under Manhattan. Uh, Is that what it was? Because I just didn't get that. I didn't I get know. that at all. Um, I will say there's two, there's two action sequences that had um, mm. soundtracks that one was amazing, which was in episode three in the boardroom where you finally had them all together. And as soon as Run the Jewels kicked in, you were just like, man, shit's on. Yeah, right that now. was sweet. Yeah. That was the and, first cool thing that happened in the uh, series yes. for me. Yeah, and uh, it just goes to show you once you have run the jewels makes everything better. And then you had the uh, underground fight scene where they threw Wu-Tang on uh, Protect Your Throat. And I was ter- first of all, it was a, not a great fight scene, and it, that was a terrible soundtrack to a fight. I, Wu-Tang, I, I'm, I could go into rant about Wu-Tang, but... It is not action sequence music. No. It's action movie inspired music, but it's yeah. not action sequence music at all. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But that one scene in that Luke Cage trailer where they played that old, old Dirty Bastard song was fucking really sweet. <laughs> when they played uh, Shimmy Shimmy Ah. Oh, one, yeah. That was dope. No, that was great. Yeah. But uh, that Wu-Tang, it was just sort of, the, it was sort of, it felt, it felt forced. It was like, we need to throw some Wu-Tang in here. And someone was like, yeah. Well, I felt that Iron Fist did the same thing where they started, oh, he put like hip hop on his fucking iPod or whatever. To listen to it was re- and then oh my god did anybody see the last episode of Iron Fist? I saw none of Iron Fist. <laughs> There's oh, one where there he puts the, the him and Colleen Wang are doing Tai Chi to fucking hip hop at the end and it is like one of those cringeworthy scenes of anything I've ever seen. Look, I I loved Luke Cage <laughs> in, until Cottonmouth died. Yes, absolutely. He was amazing. And then... They gave you his origin, and then you're like, wow, I'm really into this character, and then he dies a bitch-ass death, and then that fucking horrible Wait, I haven't watched it yet. I do intend intend on watching Luke Cage. (laughs) Just do intend on watching Luke Cage. The word super suit will ruin the whole series for you. First half was... They're really building towards some really cool shit, and then the last half... Takes a hard left turn, and you're like, "This has nothing to do with the first half at all." I, and I wouldn't re- even say the last half. I would say the last two episodes for me ruined the yep. whole show. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it turned into Rocky Five. No, no, like yeah, totally yeah. Good. Rocky Five is okay. It's not great, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> all right, it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It is the weakest of the series, yeah. yes. Would you but say damn it, it has its moments, and it has the best quotes of the entire series. Did we go? <laughs> Hey, Watch it, you knocked see. him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Yeah. In the ring, in the ring. Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring. My ring's outside. What? Yeah, and that's where Luke Cage comes Best in. Best line ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like how he shits on the people in the bar, too. They're like, hey, Rock, you need help with this guy? He's like, what do you mean need help? This ain't a biting contest. It's like, what? That's, <laughs> These guys no. are trying to help you out and just call them fat asses, pretty much. That's great. <laughs> what the hell, Rocky? That's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I will say one cool, and Rocky Balboa, I was watching with my girlfriend, and uh, the scene where he's outside the bar and there's this girl in pajama pants and like just like a fleece, like yelling shit at him. Like, yeah, watch that, blah, blah, blah. She's, my girlfriend just goes, I am so glad that that girl is finally getting re- represented on film. It's, it's so true, too. We see so many of those yeah, around here you, in the Detroit area. Yeah, she It's goes, unreal. She goes, they're out there, and I'm like, finally, that girl is represented accurately on film. <laughs> Absolute pure <laughs> human excrement right there. That's, that's exactly what it is. There is a wrestler who will go unnamed who uh, there, was a, there was a breakup, and uh, it was funny because I was talking to another wrestler who would go unnamed named and he was saying like yeah his ex-girlfriend showed up with like five other girls in pajama pants and they were just like yelling at him outside the parking lot (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about oh god i need to know who this is and what happened (laughs) it was like i'm like i know exactly what you mean he's like yeah they were all in their pajamas it was like seven o'clock on a thursday (laughs) like (laughs) rocky balboa was good too that was great oh that that was Awesome. I almost cried oh, twice, yeah. yes. dude. When Paulie, awesome. oh, it was like when uh, Paul, he keeps telling him to stop talking about Adrian, and then finally Paulie breaks down. He was like, "Cause you I had, treated her bad. Yeah, oh God, because you had all the good memories, and I was terrible." I'm like, "Oh, Paulie, <laughs> why, oh, Paulie?" The part the- where he shows up after he's been fired to Rocky's, you know, yeah. restaurant, and God, he's that poor like, sack of shit, Rocky. When they, Paulie, when they start giving out meat instead of watches for retirement. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and he's dude. like, I got two watches, and he snaps. Yeah, just being all drunk and nuts. I love it because I know that I know real. those guys. Yeah. My dad grew up. My dad's Lebanese. My mom's Sicilian. They grew up in Detroit. They know a million of those dudes, and half of them are related to me. Stuff <laughs> in the basement line. That whole scene. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so good. God, and Polly's such a piece of shit in the first one too. He just like throws the Thanksgiving dinner out. <laughs> oh. Threatens to beat Rocky with a well, baseball bat and stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing about the Rocky movies is that. You rewatch the first one, and it's just a damn good film. I rewatched it for the first time like six, seven years ago. And we got this is on Netflix. They put all of them on there for a while. I'm like, holy shit. As an adult watching oh, it, yeah. like, fuck, this was so good. And people write it off as be a cliche, but it's no, so No, head and shoulders, it's above everything else in the series and just stands yep. the... It, it holds up to the hype that it, it is rightfully well, has and deserves. It's so good. good. Yeah, I was going to say, Rocky won, won an Oscar. Yeah, he won, it won yeah. an he took Oscar. A, he took a pay cut. Like, a bunch of studios wanted to buy it, but they wouldn't let him play Rocky. Yeah, he, and he didn't... It. Yeah, he wouldn't compromise. What a badass, too. Because, yeah. I mean, it got up there, too. Like, because he was poor. Poor as And fuck, they were trying yeah. to offer him, like, they're like, look, we'll give you $200,000 or $500,000. Yeah. And he refused to budge. He had nothing. He had to sell his freaking dog. We've all heard that story. Yeah. Had to sell Buckus. Yeah, but bought him back. And he bought him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. what a story. Yeah. Dude, totally and just my, my favorite part of Rocky is like when freaking Creed knocks him down and he goes back to the corner and thinks he's won and then freaking Rocky's pulling himself up. Mickey's saying, stay down, stay down. And he gets up and he's finally up. He's beat the 10 count. He says, come on. And Creed just puts his head down and right. can't he fucking believe down, it. Like, come on. Can't believe That's he how, got back up. I, oh my yes. God. I totally Goose steal bumps. that spot for wrestling. Whenever I'm like taking heat or like at the end of a match, if I didn't win... I pull myself up like that, and then like I start getting a pop for it instead of the other guy. It's cool. What a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Going into business for himself. Damn you. Yeah. Sorry, Which Joe. We can't all do? carry protein powder with us. Some well, of us have I'm to I'm sure fucking... you could. <laughs> I probably could. It would make no sense. I'll just do it. Um, I don't know. You could say, well, in my last XICW appearance, I beat Joe Coleman, and then I took his protein bottle. Dude, I love shit like that. When, like, you, if you beat a dude, you, like, inherit one of his moves. <laughs> I think that's sweet. Like, the quickening from Highlander or some like, shit. I like continuity, too. It's something that no one else might remember. But it's like, no, no, this happened. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's the I'm best. I'm going to steal the fat burner and call it Dickie Driver number two. You piece <laughs> of shit. Because as soon as you name it something sweet, it's yeah. yours. Yeah, I don't even have a number one. <laughs> Which uh, Rocky movie is he doing the the cologne commercial? Because that's two, two. That's, that's the best. Two. Rocky two in the, the morning <laughs> when <laughs> I put it on the rendezvous with the guys. <laughs> when he buys the car, when he buys the car with a stick shift and can't drive it. Yeah, so <laughs> gentlemen, let me tell you this. I I don't want to spoil it here because one day I want to have it, but. For the past couple of years, I've been trying desperately to find a great replica of the jacket from Rocky oh, II the, with the tiger the, the, eyes. Yeah, I love, you can't yeah. find a good one. Yeah, you can't, I, find, can't find one anywhere. I don't know. I want to say you've had, you're looking for the same. Yeah. Maybe There's a lot of shitty replicas of it. Before. Like the tiger never looks right. Yeah. Yep. It's always crappy. 
And like I saw one that actually had the right image very short, a little short while ago. I was like, man, I will drop $200 on this right now. That's I like swear to God, I'll do it. But then uh, the reviews for it said, don't buy this. The tiger isn't the same tiger pictured, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like embroidered in the movie, right? Isn't it like embroidered on there or some I shit? I think so. Is it like that Detroit Boys Ball Cats t-shirt? Have you seen that one where the cat looks, he's all cross-eyed? And oh, like yeah, I have seen out. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just want that jacket so bad, because I know if I wear that in public, every man worth their salt will see that and be like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my yep. life. That guy's sweet. Yeah. I, worth I mean, why salt. don't we figure out how to have this made and then sell it on eBay? There's more. There are other men that want this jacket. That's clearly, true. There's, well, I, I, mean, I feel like all five of us want that jacket. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would have but, that jacket. Uh, it could be our club jacket. That's we, what we, we just wear here <laughs> to record the podcast. If we get, <laughs> our Rocky Two jacket, if we get a high res image of it, I could get it screened onto the back of like a track jacket. Because uh, we, it needs to be a, a satin, satin jacket, it's a black satin jacket. Uh, I have that catalog in my car. If we want to flip through it, we might find some satin jackets on there. Okay. Okay. We could well, do it right to I'm where just, it looks like it can be passable. Oh my god! And then I'd just start wearing fingerless black gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you can't. And the fedora. You can't do it all at once. I think you need to yeah. ease the world into it. Let's start with yeah. the gloves, and then we'll go. You know, we'll get we'll get there. You can't go in dry. You're, You're just going to start dry. Right. throwing You're your squash right. you know ball I'll just, around. I'll just, I'll just, just do the jacket. Yeah. Just the jacket. Throwing a racket just the jacket. Just walking around the neighborhood, bouncing a ball. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky Five also had the sweet like when he thinks back about the conversation he had with Mick about the cufflink from Rocky Marciano. Yep. Oh my God. Dude. What happened to the other cufflink? Oh, he probably gave it to some other bum. Yeah. <laughs> I almost my Dickie Bronson shirts almost just said this whole place stinks on the back. And that was really- <laughs> <laughs> I like when I can fit Rocky lines into real meaningful moments in my life. I got into an argument with my high school sweetheart one time. And I was hammered. I was belligerent. I was like 21 years old. And like she's all crying and stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? This relationship, it stinks. This whole relationship, it stinks. And I shut the door on her. And like as I walked away, I was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever done yeah. in my life. Yeah, the best one I've You gotta ever start got to yelling use. at the hallway though, too. Yeah. The the best movie line with a breakup I ever got to use was at least I never fucked Lumberg. <laughs> and that girl slammed the door in my face. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I've used the Patrick Bateman too, where I've been like, "You're, you're not terribly important to me." Oh. <laughs> I've, I don't know. I shoehorn in really shitty things to say and think about if they're mean later. <laughs> like one guy at the bar. I don't know if I talked about this here, but one time he just goes, he was going to get a table, and he's like, "Oh." Uh, Really nice talking to you. I didn't catch your name, friend. And I just go, it's because I didn't throw it. And I'm not your fucking friend. (laughs) You love that line. I love it so much. It's the coolest I'll ever be. It's a damn good line. Wow. You have to to fucking get it in when you can. And worry about if it offends somebody later. So did we wrap on Defenders there? I like that it segued into some Rocky talk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and he, it eventually gets well, back segued there. segued into Luke Cage. Yeah. segued into Rocky. <laughs> How did we get there? The, 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 Luke the last fight in Luke Cage. Is oh, five. yeah. Someone Rocky tried five. to say Rocky Five was bad. I lost my shit. Wasn't great. Also, there's the, yeah, but the ending montage of that song with the Elton John thing, Measure of a Man. Oh, my God. The emotional. The emotions. Oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm 
I'm just uh, a shell of a man right here. That's it. Not really, bro. You got a lot of fire in there. All right. <laughs> no, you're, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one key thing about defenders that kind of bothered me, the Thank only you, two actual defenders that were in the show never fucking suited up. One gets her arm lopped off by right. a crappy ninja, and the other one we see like three times, and it was boring. Who's Who the other one? Patsy Walker. Hellcat oh, is yeah. an original. Oh, defender. she's in there. I forgot she was in there. Yeah, and we never see her suit up. We saw her like kickboxing for two seconds during Jessica Jones, and she was Krav Magaing the shit out of that heavy bag. Yeah. yeah. Misty Knight was a defender. She ended up being a defender later on. I think uh, that, it, was, it was during the Civil War shit, though. It was before. It was. Um, it was during the Fearless Defenders run, which came right after Fear Itself. Ah, uh, that, that doesn't count. We know the original Defenders are way cooler than the Avengers. Well, for sure. Hulk, Namor, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, Valkyrie. Boom. Right. Done. I uh, was just waiting the entire run of Luke Cage for Misty to lose her arm. Right, and then I was, and then when it fi- it came out of nowhere to me in Defenders, yeah. where she she's lost just her standing arm. there, and then ah fuck, fuck, uh, and then but uh, I was like, oh, finally, she lost her arm, and my wife's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think like, they no. they saved all yeah. the like really cheap thrills for Defenders, like well, the it, Catalyst for Born Again and her losing her arm. It was all for the dragon, last episode, of Dragon Bones. That was kind of yeah. cool. Well, not the dragon bones, but her losing her arm. That was yeah, cool. that, like I said, and then the last little wrap-up at the very end of Defenders was like, oh, that was the coolest thing in the entire fucking series. Was yeah. Rick and Morty are bringing back uh, Szechuan sauce. Thank God. McDonald's, I actually don't McDonald's remember escaved. the Szechuan sauce at all. But uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only for one day, I, I read. What? Yeah, it's only going to be like one day. Oh, that's bullshit. Wait, so right. Saskatchewan sauce was a thing at McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I remember it now that yeah. you say it. It's made, it's, and it's uh, been gone for how long? Since Mulan came out. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, yeah, it was. Is that was, why they got rid of it? No, it was it was a promo with the Mulan movie. Was oh, the okay. That okay. seems yeah. racist. <laughs> yes, it does. No, I remember oh, back it? in the day when, uh, I'm trying to think. At some point, McDonald's dropped some Asian chicken salad or something. This is back when I worked there, so this is uh, 30-something years ago now. Um, we, they gave us, they wanted everyone to like have this Asian experience, so they gave out chopsticks, and they had a certain dressing, but they had Holy those freaking, uh, uh, whatever the hats are. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the rice yeah. field hats. Yeah, we had we wore those instead of our crew hats. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, at that is unreal. Working at McDonald's, there were these big foam damn. When things. was this? Nineteen eighty four ish. Right? Actually, it was probably eighty six, eighty seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a big hat. It's funny. The world's changed quite a bit. If you look back at a lot of old advertising, even just twenty five years ago. There's so many things that you cannot get away with today. This would be one of them. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. There, people would be protesting. Do you still have the hat? No. Oh. No, I don't. I, I, somewhere I still have one of my crew uniforms, but I don't know why. I keep things. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, no, Rick, uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty has been amazing this yeah. year. Very dark. Like yeah. crazy dark. Uh, but the the writing on it has has it is folded in w- upon itself so many times that uh, it's 
I don't know. It's probably the the best written show on television right now. I just like it because I I do have a certain ADHD when it comes to just about anything. And you had been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And I think I ripped through, is it in the third or fourth season now? It's the third. Third season. I ripped through two seasons in two and a half weeks and got caught up. And I'm like halfway into this season. I'm going to be in a, I got to travel for work this week. So I'll be uh, watching that in the hotel all week. Yeah, no, it's it's a show that uh, really has developed its own lore. And it just keeps building upon that, and it's a callback to a callback to a callback. So it, although you don't need to, it's just like how we were talking about this is what Marvel needs to do, is that you don't need to have watched all of Rick and Morty to enjoy a single Rick and Morty episode. But if you have watched the entire thing, when they reference something that happened in season one or season two in season three, you're just, you kind of get that up, uh, added layer of appreciation for it. Uh, so it rewards you for if you watched it, but it doesn't punish you if you didn't. Because uh, each episode is pretty self-contained. You get pretty quick that it's an uh, old man, crazy mad scientist and his grand- dragging his grandson on interplanetary adventures 20-minute adventures. 20-minute adventures, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you, so that, that's a pretty easy thing to grasp, um, but it's the, the layer upon layer that the lore has that gives you the, oh, yeah, I remember when they referenced that once in that one scene a year ago. That really gives you a depth of experience when you're watching it. So, Do you think Pickle Rick has gotten blown out of proportion? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. Even after I I watched the episode about a week later, and there was so much on it, and I'm like, okay, this, you know, talking about how this was the greatest uh, Rick and Morty episode ever, and I don't know. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually kind of think the episode after Pickle Rick was probably better. Um. But it's the Pickle Rick was the most outlandish episode they had this year, just because it's. I mean, he turns himself into a bloody pickle. Yeah, I, I like how he slowly built himself into a, you know, functioning, you know, I don't know, robot of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, where where it got blown out for me, it was my father was like. So what's this pickle Rick thing? Oh, it's God. everywhere. When when my dad is asking a question like that, it's like, well, yeah, it's reached. You know, my yeah. dad's like a grizzled cop. He's been a cop since he was even a sperm, I think. So like, for him to even like be like, what is this pickle Rick thing? It's gotten somewhere into his world, like conservative Republican craziness. Like he he just watched old school. Recently, yes, like, yeah, yeah like he—he's he's, just like, hey, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like he—he he sees things while working on midnight shifts, where like Cinemax is now just showing Step Brothers, right? And so that he got a hold of Pickle Rick so soon, it's like this is spread pretty yeah. hard. It's like I was saying before the podcast started. If I want, when I get into Rick and Morty, and if I see this Pickle Rick thing, and it's not as funny as everyone makes it out to be. I'm going to go on a killing spree. No, it's don't don't go it's into, everywhere. Yeah, don't go into it for Pickle Rick. I mean, and then like I said, no. I think the I just looked up the episode. It was the uh, the Vindicators three. Yes, that, that was. was awesome. I thought that was a better episode yeah, than, yes. than Pickle Rick. That's the last one I watched. Yeah, yeah. 
um, just because it's it's so dark and so funny and um, but it's yeah pickle Rick is is become its own thing and I think it's because it was in the trailer and it was so obscure such a non sequitur we were just like I turned myself into a pickle Marty um, that became sort of a calling card before we didn't have anything else to talk about with Rick and Morty, but we had, at some point, he turns himself into a pickle. And I think that that was sort of a, a uh, for lack of anything else to talk about, that's why it became a deal. Yeah, like Pop Vinyl. I, I'm just now flipping through the preview book for for December, and like it's got a fold-out page, the Pickle Rick Pop Vinyl doll gets a fucking splash page. Yeah. That's how crazy this is. Oh. Going. I, uh, I I I purchased the um, the Rick and Morty figures off of Amazon. Yes, yeah. where I buy everything. Now every time I go to Amazon, there's something different that is Pickle Rick. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different uh, figures, uh, action figures, whatever. It, it's it's a little over the top. I think Hallmark even has a Christmas gift now. Yeah, which plays on the German hide the pickle yeah. thing. That now it's hide the pickle Rick, like Hallmark's gonna make a bunch of fucking money. See on pickle Rick. I think that we don't. We need to not focus on pickle Rick, and I want more variant, Mister Poopy Buttholes. Yes. Yeah, I like Mister. Uh, what's it? Meeseeks. Mister Meeseeks. Mister Meeseeks yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mister Meeseeks. Yeah. Joe, I don't have a dog in this hunt. Yeah, nothing in this one. Uh, how either. Just, it sounds interesting. Real I, quick, you mentioned you mentioned Hallmark. It. There is something that I am on the hunt for. And it is going to be my only Christmas decoration this year. It's a snow globe. And basically on the outside, there's a wampa dragging a dead tauntaun into his cave. And inside the snow globe is Luke hanging upside down. I saw this on some, I don't know, Facebook uh, forum that I'm in for Star Wars shit because that's... All I'm in. That's, it's all I follow now on Facebook because everyone else pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I follow. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, those uh, tasty things where they make like oh yeah, no bis- biscuits. F- and food prawn is yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah, but anyway, I've I've got to find this uh, snow globe somewhere. I, I like the only one Christmas ornament for the whole house. That's a good idea. It's easier to put up a tree. I'm getting a little sick of putting up a tree. Well, yeah, yeah. I can put this in front of the TV. I'm done. That's fair. Anyway. You got nothing for Rick and Morty? No, I mean, no, I don't know about this Pickle Rick thing. I mean, we could talk about that How About That Girl for a while. She dropped the rap video. Why? Yeah. Because it's a fucking spoof. I'm making a goof, Joe. Okay. Can I not goof? (laughs) You can goof. Fuck, thank you. Okay, all right, yeah, stop. (laughs) God. I don't know what happened. Can't even goof around him. All right, outside of that, so we've got a pretty busy October. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, XI at Kobo. We've got uh, uh, Theater Bazaar taking over a couple weekends. But then, as soon as we get out of that, well, then we go to we've got Super Kicked um, uh, Zombie Wrestling. But that Friday that Zombie Wrestling is is the is when Stranger Things two drops. Oh shit! Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I gotta rewatch. You know what? I'm gonna start rewatching the first uh, series. I've been waiting. I was gonna. I'm like, I want to wait until I've like totally like got it out of my system and then rewatch it like it's the first time all over again. That was one of the few series where when I was over, I was I was I'm such a fucking sociopath. I'm like, I'm sad I'll never get to see this for the first time again. Yeah, yeah. It was just a happy moment. It was just a happy time. Fantastic. And it, it came was... out of nowhere. 
Yeah, people were talking about it. what's this thing? It's like an 80s thing. I don't fucking get it. And then I watched it. And I'm like, and then it was like Game of Thrones for me, where the first one I'm like, okay, whatever, sure. I guess I'll watch it. And then as it gets going, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I stayed with this. Yeah. Yep. That's a show I haven't touched yet. The ben, hype the hype is just so fuck it's the, with you guys and Rick and Morty. The hype is just so brutal that I just I don't want to be disappointed. Go in with no expectations. I'm in the same boat with you too. I haven't touched it. I've seen a couple episodes that were in like season three, so I see all these people die, but I have no connection whatsoever to what's going on, so I don't know them. So Oh, you're talking about apparently Game of it's important. Yeah, Game of oh, Thrones. Game of Thrones. But yeah. uh Yeah, I don't watch Yeah, that. I, I apparently need to check it out, but we've got like two years to catch up or something. Now have you watched No, I did it in five weeks. Have you have you watched Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Stranger Things is pretty good. Yeah, it shows like that that the hype is so huge that Everyone tells me it's the greatest show ever, and Married with Children is the greatest show ever, so you can't tell me it's the greatest show ever. <laughs> I have this thing where I, there's a certain amount of time when the hype starts that I need to watch it before I resent the show yes. and say, fuck you, I'm not going to watch it because you like it so much. I'm kind of there <laughs> with Games of, Game of Thrones. That's the Although way I was. And I'm still kind of... I have to start it on my terms. Yeah. Like Everyone's like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. I was going to, but now I'm not. Right. Because you told me to. Yeah, and like, I'm a, I suck. I suck as a person. But then I, <laughs> <laughs> I waited, and then I finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get past the first episode. I watched it three times. I was like, I don't get it. And then finally, I, I got halfway through the first season. I'm like, oh, shit. And it just, it, oof. That was Rick and yeah. Morty for me. I didn't watch, I didn't watch Rick and Morty till halfway through the second season. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just went way. back and watched all of it. It was like, oh, my God, this is. I don't know why I didn't watch this. No, I tried a few of Rick and Morty, but I tried them at random, and it was like really late when I just got home, and I was like, okay, I feel um, filthy watching this now because it's kind of unsettling a little bit. A little bit. Oh, it's yeah. very unsettling. But uh, yeah. I'll give it a, I will give it a proper try. But it, so I watched it because season three was, just, was yep. just about to come out. I've tried to sit down and watch uh, Bro Jack Horseman, and it's funny. But it didn't like hook me to where okay I gotta I keep keep watching keep watching keep watching yeah and then the uh, was it Venture Brothers Venture Brothers I, I liked it I would watch but I never it didn't really it hook gained me. steam though Venture oh, Brothers so good. first season like okay it's a Johnny Quest parody second mm-hmm. season they start to have their own like history and then you get to a point by like the third where it's like. There's side stories calling back to the first season and filling in gaps of the history, and like the jokes get better. It gets really fucking good. And just the the fun of I'll dress as Sergeant Hatred at Comic Cons, and his whole shtick is the superhero soldier turned him into a pedophile. <laughs> People will push their kids to be in pictures with me. Oh no! Knowing that like oh this guy you know his character fucks kids. So like Jesus. people like <laughs> people will push their kids to be in pictures with me and they're snickering while the kids are like, why is this happening? And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Um, but no, terrifying. Was, that yeah. might not be a selling point, but yeah. it's a good okay. show. But Rick and Morty, I turned it on and and I think I watched the first season in almost one day. Oh, it's very easy to whip through. Yeah, I whipped it off real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Anything um, else? I think I'm good. You guys good? Yeah. Uh, over there? I think right. we're good. Yep. Let's take it home.
love the beef carver. Yes. The pickle bar is tits. It's yes, I love there, that. First off, you are as if the pickle bar is tits as the phrase were a person. <laughs> <laughs> you look at that guy, that guy is totally the pickle bar is tits. <laughs> and there's still a beef I mean carver, though. Good it's on uh, Michigan Ave, right? The Woodward. Yeah, and, uh, it's called the pickle bar? No, there's one in Dearborn. <laughs> Sign of the beef carver. Oh yeah. yeah, the one on Woodward. I see that. I'm intrigued by it. I've never been in, but there's like a man in a three corner hat eating with a ready to get oh, down. I, I think I've just decided Friday night. Sign of the taking beef my date to the beef carver. Yeah, absolutely. Really? She's a yeah, lucky lady. Not. What time are you gonna the be there? You can eat, baby. <laughs> Should probably be all against that actually, but I don't know. We'll see. There's always an ambulance at the one in Royal Oak. Is like, there? they're ready for the old folks to go down. Just like <laughs> it was my grandma's favorite restaurant. Mine I too. ate there a lot as a kid. I would totally give that a shot. I'm going to do it. He talked me into it. It was, it was Beef Carver, and if we didn't go to Beef Carver, we went to Sweden House. Oh, we'd go to fucking oh, yeah. uh, Ram's Horn, and I'd eat roasted chicken like a motherfucker.